0: Hey, hey, folks! Tuesdays with stories brought to you by my bookie. Yeah, the uh, the sports are coming back, folks. You got you got b-ball. You got uh, NFL kicks off this week. All kinds of stuff. Uh, the winning season returns at my bookie. That means doubling your first deposit. What? Plus survivor contests super contests and squares folks at my bookie winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce the rivals while you cash in rejoice because the nfl is back baby you ready
1: for that nfl there fatty I'm excited about the NFL. I mean, I'm I'm in sports heaven over here. I'm obsessed with the hockey play. I basically quit comedy. I'm just watching hockey every night. I got the <laughs> Celtics going, NBA. I got the U.S. Open. College football started. NFL's about to start. I'm all over it. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code TUESDAYS and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Get more excitement out of the sports you love and the games you bet. Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code TUESDAYS to double your first deposit. That's promo code TUESDAYS at mybookie because he's my bookie. Your winning <laughs> season great. starts today only at mybookie and Tuesdays Ooh. with Stories starts right now.
0: Yeah! Cleef.
1: My radio is spitting at me
0: Hey hey, folks, here we are, Tuesday, Tuesday, I'm hungover, but we're pressing through I slept till noon today, I haven't done that since the uh, 40s Noon? Yeah, I feel like a piece of shit I went out with Ari and DeRosa and a bunch of guys And it was white claws as far as the eye can see
1: I got to say I think DeRose has got a drinking problem.
0: Oh, he's got a drinking problem. He's got a talent problem. His face is a problem. His body's horrific. He's uh he's a mess.
1: Yeah, those shoulders. He looks like an up arrow. They're just whoosh, whoosh. There's <laughs> yeah. no broad entity. Well,
0: he had a good point cuz we, you know, he's sitting down, his guts out, he's got Cheeto dust and and uh, you know, a cocktail and we go, "Man, you look like hell. You're going to die." And he goes, "I agree. I look terrible, but people keep fucking me." So he has no motivation to move on and, and get better.
1: Yeah, I mean, isn't it always fascinating? He's always surprises me as a guy. I wish I knew about a guy like that before. A real ah. hideous piece of shit that gets laid because I told you, my, my dear friend Chris Walsh had to tell me when I was 22 after I ordered strippers 48 nights in a row. I was like sure. the Cal Ripken of strippers. And You're ordering had, them to the house? Oh yeah, right to the house, all my money. We had we had it on speed dial. You hit like number six and, and two what? skanks showed up. Wow, it's like a Uber queefs It was really, really uh quite debaucherous. Yeah. And a couple times I had roommates come downstairs, two strippers eating each other out. Whoa. What a roomie. I mean, I mean, you experienced the Everett House of Comedy a couple times, but I mean, it was a wild scene, man. It really was. It was
0: uh, no holes barred, and anything could happen. You know, people would go to bed at 2 and then wake up at 4 and start drinking again, or we'd play Guitar Hero till the sun came up. Anything went down.
1: How about uh, I don't want to name names because he's living a a quiet normal life now. But remember, we did the one gig where you came along, you were emceeing, yeah. and uh, the headliner was driving, and then he just handed us pills. And I had turned <laughs> to you and I was like, "This is how we do it." And you were like, "What?" And then you really played along like a champ, which we appreciate. Yeah, it was a great it
0: was a great night for me because I was on the row with two two real road dogs, <laughs> and then. This guy's, you know, we had the tough show. Remember, it was like in a, in a tent outside, those picnic tables. And I bombed. He killed. Like, he brought the heat. And he was doing impressions. He was doing backflips up there. Then, he, you know, this guy
1: hands you a bag of pills. You're not going to say no. You want to be the guy. And then we had steaks. <laughs> we bought steaks. Remember, we all went out and bought steaks. And if we remember... Him and I almost got in a fist fight because we were arguing best comics of all time, and this fucking douche was Uh, saying Mark Twain. Right. And I couldn't stand it. I was like, you know what you're doing? He's like, he's a comic. He's like, look it up, you fucking piece of shit. He's (laughs) like, he did his live readings to an audience and it would kill. I happen to know it would kill... And I uh, was like, you know what you're doing. You're fucking picking a non-comic. And he's like, oh, fuck And then you remember, you were in the middle of it. And we, I think we threw steak bones at each other at one point. It and got pretty I be- heated. I believe we tried to break into a pool as well, the hotel oh. pool.
0: Yeah, that's right. I remember just the, the bomb plus the shitty steak plus the Zan bars or whatever the hell we were eating. <laughs> I didn't shit for three days.
1: Yeah, they really constipated you. I remember that. And we would just chase them all day because we had the first one at like 3.30 in the afternoon on the way up to the gig. And uh, it was a lot of just hit pass out more. And then we were drinking beers in the car. I'd have like a 30 rack between my feet. And that's the way I like to live. But we went at it hard a few times. Good times. I mean, I think we were in Maine. It might have been Maine. Yeah, that sounds about right. New Hampshire, Maine,
0: somewhere. We we slept in
1: in a like a... A cottage with one bed, and we made it work. Yeah, I don't know how much we slept, but uh, I'm still mad about that Mark Twain thing. Uh, I'm like, just yeah. name a comic. You're naming an author. You fucking know it. Nobody thinks. I hate people that debate like that. Yeah. Nobody thinks Mark Twain's a comedian. Well, it's a good
0: wild card. He's got you on that because you have to go, oh, yeah, good good call there. He's, you know, makes you seem educated.
1: Uh, it made me fucking it's just, livid brutal
0: it's outside the box you, you can't fuck with it but i, I hate that answer also is he doesn't have an album we can't go get the the old mark twain when he before he sold out or whatever
1: by the way also even if we're going okay you win f scott's fitzgerald's a comic and, and fucking william burroughs is a stand-up comic yeah and, and so is you know uh oliver north or whoever the other guy is shakespeare <laughs> he's killer <laughs> even if they're comics You're telling me Mark Twain is better than Richard Pryor?
0: (laughs) I know, right? Did he have a closer? Did he have an opener? Can he do impressions? Can he do voices? Can he do sound effects? I don't think so.
1: Twain's better than Carlin. You can go see Carlin or you can see Twain at the Orpheum for stand up and you're going to see Twain? Get out of here. It'd be fun to see him, but Twain had a couple tweets.
0: If you look at his quotes, they're clever, but they're just tweets. They're like two lines. There's no act.
1: Well, he was trying to use also that Hal Holbrook dresses up like Mark Twain and performs. He was trying to use that. He's like, this guy's doing stand-up as Twain. That's Twain as a stand-up. And I'm like, all right. right. By that rationale, fucking, you know, Emma Stone is uh, a comedian because she's doing whoever that lady that wrote the thing. Who's the lady that writes all the things? Judy Bloom or Judy Plum? Oh, yeah. Jane Austen.
0: Jane Austen. soup, for Chicken soup for the soul.
1: Yeah, whatever it is.
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, he he's uh, he's a nut job. I I think I couldn't believe he told me he had a wife and kids. When I heard that, I almost killed myself because I was like, Jesus, he's gonna drown these kids in a pool one day. But uh, <laughs> remember that voicemail he left you?
1: All right, we gotta move on because uh, that guy's a father, but he quit stand up, right? No, I think he's doing it. I think he's. I gotta check in. I haven't talked to him in a while. I think he's doing a lot better, and uh, I've been meaning to reach out. All right, well, he's a, he's a good egg and a hell of a father. <laughs> um, great comic! One of the funniest people I've ever so met. Funny. Ever So I, mean, I remember howling in that that little cabin we were in. Well, you like a good rough up when you're not involved. I think I just remember him and I, uh, like an, a manager and umpire, like Earl Weaver yeah. and a, a guy, and you were just howling in the corner, going, "All right, fellas, I come on!" Couldn't believe what I was seeing—just two <laughs>
0: Massachusetts shitheads going to town on each other, like screaming, face red, spitting.
1: Anyway, yeah, he was kicking dirt on your ankles. It was wild. <laughs> one time, There was one time me, him, and Bulger were driving in Astoria. He was driving my car, and I spit on the, own, the windshield of my own car because we started <laughs> fighting about the NBA or something, and I got up and hocked a loogie on my own windshield.
0: Now, see, here's what I'm not good with the fighting with friends because I'm like, well, they're just going to hate me. I, I never know if you'll come back as a friend if, we, if I really let you have it.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, geez, that makes me nervous that you're just holding stuff in because oh, you want to be buds. Oh holding, my god, holding coffee over here. This is horrible. Well, Another no, great not, comic, by the way. What? Another great comic, by the way. Holding coffee. <laughs> yeah, JD Salinger. You should see his
0: uh, Def Jam. Fantastic. All right. Well, geez, it's good. You're making my hangover feel better just because I'm not on pills. But uh, yeah, what
1: the hell is going on with you? Ah, uh, you know, plugging along. It's a nice Sunday. We got a big park hang coming that you're going to miss because you're doing this fucking gay gig. Doing a gig with Ari, but it pays surprisingly well. He's yeah, generous. He certainly is. Well, he's, yeah, Royersford, I think, which I'm coming back to, by the way, September 16th. And it's Joe Liston Friends. So I'm going to bring Ooh. some uh, fun people along. There you go. And you get to do less time. I get to do less time, and I haven't—I don't have a ton of shit from last time, so I got a couple I of things. I so. know. Are you worried about that? Like, the, the, the same people probably won't come out. I hope a few of the same people come because there's special guests involved, and uh, I got some other shit. Last time I riffed so much that I didn't get to the good. Oh, ah, so. that's good. And this time I'll probably do 20 or whatever because we got a few guys coming along, so it's going to be a, a, a hot dog. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, that's the thing about it. People always... One of the main questions I get is, who are the young guys I should look out for? Who's a guy you like but nobody knows about yet? So go to this show because you'll see those hand-picked Jews.
1: Yeah, you'll see some young guys, some Jews, some older guys. It'll be really something. Oh,
0: yeah. It's Um, uh, one of the best shows in in the tri-state area. Is that tri-state? You always hear about tri-state, never about
1: quadruple or double. No, that's not tri-state. Well, there's only one quadruple state. That's uh, those four, the four quarters. Tri-state means three states meeting, but four states only uh, meet in one spot. That's the uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and uh, Utah. Nevada? Utah. Nevada, maybe. Interesting. Is it, is yeah. it Utah or Nevada? I can't really remember. But
0: I feel like you hear about tri
1: more. Well, that's I what I mean. There's, there's, more of them. there's way more of them. Yeah. Right, so our tri-state right. area is New Jersey, Connecticut, New York. Oh, I didn't know that. It, is Utah. Try. Utah, oh, it Arizona, is Utah. Utah, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico. Oh, I nailed it. Um, nice. But, yeah, that's that's our try, Connect, so it, what, Connecticut. So what about Florabama? That's a double. That's a double. I don't know if they call it the tri-state because maybe Georgia's right there or something.
0: Yeah. I don't know if Georgia's touching know. Alabama.
1: Not sure what's going on down there, but uh, – I confuse Mississippi and Alabama. I don't know which one's on the left and which one's on the right. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good one. They're, they're
0: both nubby little squares. They're hard, they look the same. Well, you're from Louisiana.
1: Which one's touching Louisiana? Mississippi. Okay, so it's Mississippi to the left, Alabama to the right, which means Alabama must touch Georgia.
0: I guess it does. Yeah, it, it seems does like Or is it. Florida butted it out?
1: Well, that's the you tri-state Florida- area.
0: Oh, uh, all right, all right.
1: I'm a bad Georgia Flower. Be-
0: be- Sorry, I wonder what the best try is.
1: Oh, I got to go with us. Our, our try is pretty hot. Ah, Connecticut's nothing to sneeze at. Connecticut, I think sneeze at is good.
0: Oh, jizz on? That's good too. <laughs> shit on Connecticut's nothing to queef on I, I don't know Connecticut's like all right you got a couple nice spots you got new London and uh Yale and uh, little Italy and Pepe's pizza but once you get outside of that you're in you're in the wire
1: there's some shit I mean there's the sandy kook and uh oh, this, that's bad this, hook. This, there's some <laughs> some ocean I, I don't know I like it but I like Jersey I love New York that's a good try yeah. state I'm not sure all right all right decent try but uh, man, I've been—I'm uh, back. I did some some real traveling.
0: Yeah, you've been gone for a year. Lay it on me, Fatty.
1: Well, I went out to—you uh, ever hear of Marfa,
0: Texas? I have heard of Marfa. One of the worst names uh, in the in the books because that just sounds like an ugly chick. Barfa. Yeah, like oh, you heard about Greggy? He, he fucked Barfa. Oh,
1: <laughs> it does. If you if you hear Marfa and you say it's a woman, you definitely picture of big fat moose. Yes, with like a mustache and maybe had a club foot. Well, it's it's a it's quite a town, but it's one of those towns where some people are like, "Ooh, Marfa." And then others, I'm like, "I'm going to Marfa," and I got about 48 messages being like, "What the f- Marfa? What the fuck?" Yeah. I think it's one of those towns where if you're from Texas, for the most part, you're like, "Who would never go to Marfa?" What are you talking about? And then people that visit Marfa are like, ooh, it's quaint and it's arts and whatever. Uh
0: Is it? Is it quaint and artsy?
1: Yeah, it's neat. Here's a whole, this is a whole huge debate, conversation. This is one of the things Sarah and I really fight about. I mean, Uh we really fist each other over this one. Sure. And I'd like to hear your input. I like the desert, I love Uh it. The Southwest, West Texas. You know, Utah, those red rocks and the cactuses and wide open spaces. But for me, that is horseshit compared to the North, the Pacific Northwest, the Northeast, Maine, New England, 400 foot green trees. Moisture, morning yes. dew, fluorescent grass, ferns, yes. bright Sing blue it, rivers, lakes, Woo. ponds, snow capped mountains. Ah, oh, love a snow cap. The desert is cool for two, even Joshua Tree, which I love, and Utah, I love all that shit. It's cool, man. <laughs> I did yeah. a little Lebowski there. It's fucking <laughs> cool, but after a while, everything's dead. I call West Texas Death Texas. I agree.
0: That's, to me, the desert. I hate it all. I hate the, the cow skull. That's always a cliche. I hate the cacti. I hate the the, the the bugs, the heat. My God, the heat. I hate a mirage. Oh, there's a puddle of water over there. Oh, it's a mirage. What the fuck is that? You're lying to me in the desert? I hate the whole desert. The desert just represents death. There's no water. It's just blazing sun. The vultures are going above you. Pacific Northwest is lush. It's green, it's growing, it's alive, it feels like survival,
1: whereas the desert is just like, it's hell, it's hell on earth. I completely agree, and this is one of those things we talked about a few episodes ago, or months ago, where I can't fathom how somebody could disagree with this. It's wild! I'm like, you think this is better? I can't wrap my head around it, and I know I'm gonna get a bunch of fucking queefs and cowboy hats and guns saying I'm a fag, or whatever. I just can't... It's insane. Where I'm like, how can you like death over life? Even the even the uh, what do you call it? The prey, the the, the bird of prey. No, what's the opposite love. of prey? Predator. Even the predators. Yeah, the, you got, you have Harvey. scorpions in the desert, rattlesnakes. Ugh. we got you know bears are cute. They're adorable. No one has a teddy scorpion. <laughs> That's
0: a good point. Good you point. know what I mean? Yeah, there's animals with fur in the forest cuz they're cute, they're cuddly. They they got little big teeth. They'll gnaw on a branch. And then you go to the desert. It's all scales and shells and armadillo and rattlesnake. Yeah, it, it's it's gross. There's nothing good. You can't even eat anything.
1: Yeah, I so I prefer but it is it is pretty. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, it sounds like I hate it. It's beautiful and I love it. So in it was a quite a quite a trip. So we fly to Houston pick up sarah's mom my mother-in-law then we drive Uh to austin pick up the sister and then we all drive from austin to marfa which is a seven and a half hour car ride ah with the
0: mother-in-law mother-in-law that sounds like a like a seventh circle of hell ah i had a
1: seven hour car ride with my mother-in-law yikes Well, I have to say it really gave me uh, an abundant amount of gratitude because I thought, how many people on earth can spend seven hours, ten hours? One of the days was ten hours. The way back, we drove from Marfa to Austin, dropped off the sis, and drove from Austin to Houston ten hours in a car with the the mill, the mother-in-law. Well, funny, what, are you, what are you guys
0: chatting about? Are you, play, are, you, are you listening to the radio, book on tape? Are you doing Punch Buggy, I Spy? I mean, how do you kill 10
1: hours? 10 hours on the way back, radio never turned on once. Ah! <laughs> no, no radio on the way what? there. It, it's a little kooky. So they had a Conway Twitty and some other crap that they threw on the CD player. And then they just forget about it now you know us, we're comics, we're observant, we're taking everything in, we're cunts. So the CD is just on a loop. So I heard track three from Best of Conway Twitty about 48 <laughs> times, Uh-oh. and finally I had to be like, hey, I had to lean in. I'm in the back seat, by the way. Oh, you're the back seat guy. I do the back seat lean. I'm like, you got to take this CD out. I'm going I'm to take my own life. I'm going to snap it in half and cut my aorta.
0: Right. I mean, Kanye, or Kanye, Kanye Twitty, that's a whole different <laughs> album. He's uh. He's a little grating. It's like, eie, 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 like that Yodely thing with the twangy guitar. I mean, that that'll kill a man.
1: Yeah, it stinks on ice. And they play uh, so, that in the ISIS bunker. But we had we had a great time. Good conversation. I mean, her mother's a real smart. You know, she's lived. She's traveled uh-huh. everywhere. She was born in England, raised in South Africa, moved to the states. Four kids. They've been everywhere. I mean, she's got stories. Everywhere you look, everywhere you say, she's got stories. And she does the rare thing that I never experienced in my life with my family, where she makes having a family seem fun, which Uh I've never even heard anybody talk like that. No, everybody hates their family. She was like, oh, my God, would grab the kitties, would put them in the back of the truck and look at some shooting stars. And then we took them on safari. We went to Istanbul, and one of them got... One of them almost got stolen. Whoa, kidnap. How about this story? So years ago, they're walking through the airport in South Africa or something, and the little one, he's six or something, he's dragging his own suitcase, adorable, and he hears the click, 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 click. You know the wheels on the tile? Yeah, yeah. When you're walking, all of a sudden, the click, 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 flat, nothing. huh So they go, where's the click, click, click? They turn around and this guy is holding the kid's hand and carrying the suitcase. What? And they're like, what the fuck is this? Give me back my son. You know, like Gibson. They take the suitcase back. And then the guy's like, I thought he was lost. Sorry. And then he just Whoa, he scurries off.
0: How about that? Man, I mean, that's terrifying. Spooky. And uh, Those gypsies, uh, sat- I'll tell you.
1: Sarah's dad said it was the biggest regret of his life not going after the guy because they were so happy to have their son back and, and right. Be like, Are you okay? Whatever. Did he touch you? Boobily boo. That he's like. I wish I went back there and and thumped his skull. Sure,
0: sure. I mean that that guy's a. Very casual pedo. I mean, oh, sorry, just holding your son here. Like, usually you pick him up and you you make haste. You get the hell out of there. But he's like, I'll take it slow. I'll take it easy. Just pick him up, grab a suitcase.
1: Well, I think it's an act casual, play it cool, whatever. This is also, by the way, South Africa in 1971. So I think sure. things were a little topsy-turvy over there. Not that they're killing it now. but
0: <laughs> Well, it's funny you break that up because when I was in summer camp, we all went to the aquarium one day. And this guy, I didn't have any money, and this older guy was like, you sure? Everybody, all your friends are eating. You're not eating? And I'm like, we are there at the snack bar. And I was like, I don't have any money. And he goes, oh, I'll buy you food. And he bought me food and a Ooh. drink. And the counselor was like, why is Mark sitting over there with that older guy? And he went and got me. And I could tell he was freaking out. And I think that guy was going
1: to blow me or something. Oh, my God. Pedophiles yeah. are so fucking weird. Terrifying. terrifying terrify. Can you imagine being abducted? You're in the back seat or whatever.
0: I know. And, what? then, and then you, you, you still want to bang me. Like that's how enticing these kids are to, to bone. Like I, I'm crying. I'm in a, i am crying i am in got my duct tape on in the back. I'm kicking and screaming and you're still like, I can't wait to bang this kid's tiny asshole.
1: Yeah. It's not good. It's a, it's a real mental health problem. These guys I guess so. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, wouldn't mind a f- few more of them killing themselves. But um, sure. Speaking of speaking of uh, you know, sex with kids. Uh, yeah. Kids wear underwear, and I wear underwear. And today I'm wearing sheath underwear, Ooh. which is true. Hey. I really am wearing sheath underwear. I love sheath underwear. And I'll tell you what, I found another good use for sheath underwear. I, mm. I forgot my bathing suit when I went out to Marfa. Oh. We went to a, a pool, and I put some basketball shorts on over my sheath underwear, and it really keeps the dick and balls in place when you get you know when you get out of the pool and you have basketball shorts and everyone can see the head of your cock. Oh yeah, very apparent. Well, well, sheath protects that. It it keeps them. Nice and comfy. They're my favorite underwear. They have a two-pouch compartment, one for your balls, one for your dick. Very supportive. It's sexy-looking, and yep. I love mine. And my wife, by the way, has a sports bra and panties. She wears a matching. She looks like a WWF wrestler. It's very sexy. I know you wow, love shoes. Wow, I like that. Wait, wrestler? Well, the pro wrestlers, they have, like, sexy top oh, and bottom. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, they're hot. They're hot.
0: Yeah, sheet that just feels good. It looks good. It's it's slick, and it's that interesting kind of fabric, you know? So uh, I love them. I'm wearing them right now. Support this awesome veteran-owned indie company whose founder is a Tuesday himself and a big comedy fan. We love you, fatty. Go to sheathunderwear.com and order with promo code twosgays to get 20% off your first order and Sheath Underwear's 100% money back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code twosgays. Support the show by supporting them. Go to Sheath Underwear and let them support your sack. Yes, sack of Jawea. <coughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, what about Can I? Oh, don't tell me, me about some can I. can I. Big fan. Yeah, you gotta love Can i. Can i pro gear, baby. Tuesdays with stores is sponsored by Can i pro gear. Are you sick of schlepping your shit in an old crappy backpack? Remember you, I had the duffel, you talked me out of it. You told Hated me to get that. some Can i. Why not get the last backpack you'll ever buy? Get CanEye Pro Gear. Their backpacks are inspired by military assault packs. They took military-grade material like 500D Cordura nylon. Woo, that sounds heavy-duty, folks. Um, Yeah, lots of great products have come out of the military. Aviator glasses, Jeep Wrangler. And now, get the Sarcena Expedition Pack. Boy, all this sounds really official. It's, It's in use by the U.S. government, Whoa, boy! They sent us one. I love this thing. It's tough. It's durable, but yet it's light. It's got eight thousand compartments and nooks and crannies, and you could throw that thing into a fire. Another would happen. Love me some can i? Tell them what to do, Jojo.
1: I love the can i too. I use mine all the time. I take it to the gym, and you too can get all can i's products. Come with a lifetime warranty. A Ooh. lifetime warranty is how you say that word. No matter uh, what happens out there, rest assured, Can I will repair or replace any back as long as you live and breathe. Go to Can I? That's a, This is the tricky part. Write this down. C A N N A E ProGear dot com and use Tuesdays to get fifteen percent off. That's Can I ProGear dot com and use Tuesdays to get fifteen percent off. After the bombs, there will only be you and Can-I Pro Gear, the most durable backpack known to man.
0: Damn. (laughs) That backpack, he could have thrown one of us in there as a kid. Snuck away with us.
1: Uh, Yeah, but anyways, so I I had a great time, and uh, like I said, I feel so grateful. I'm one of the... I don't know what percentage of American men could ride in a car with their mother-in-law for 10 hours after hanging out for seven days and have it be fun and, and delightful, but uh, really a great time, and, and she's funny, and she's got a million stories, and you really, she's one of those people that's just wise. She talks, and you're like, wow, what? Oh, really? my God. Yeah. Wow. And how about this? She, she's British oh, accent? God. British accent. Oh, about, that's fun. I had this moment. She's about to be 70 years old. She takes zero medicine. My huh. parents are, are 46. that are taking 48 pills a day, vitamins, chewing things, you know, uh, Xanax, right. the whole thing. And I had this moment where I was like, I hope when I'm 70, I don't take any medicine. And then I realized I take two acid reflux pills a day and a Tylenol PM. So I'm already, I'm 38. I'm already taking four meds a day.
0: Ah, good point. Damn, that's impressive. Is she like zen, kind of hippy-dippy mantra? I, I look to the stars and the rocks
1: and the trees, or is she just healthy? I think she's just healthy. She does a lot of walking, and just they eat like birds. This is another thing. What do you think about this? This is the thing we fought like cats and, and cows out there. Uh, they eat like fucking birds, this family. Hmm. They eat lunch, quote-unquote, Crackers and cheese. Oh. What the fuck is that? That's very British, I think. My family's the complete opposite. We're doing four meals a day. Breakfast is waffles, eggs, bacon, chocolate milk, you know, beer. And then lunch, you're doing a pizza. Dinner, you're doing like a chicken parm, then a burger or something crazy. Right.
0: Yeah, you guys put it down. I remember going to your house, you just have a stack of cookies on the counter.
1: Yeah, we're eating a lot of food. We have a dinner and then a post-dinner dinner. dinner. And so after a while, you start to get comfortable, and I'm like, y'all are kooks. This is fucking nuts. I'm like, you eat one meal a day. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life.
0: Yeah, and crackers and cheese, it's a tease is what it is. It's crackers and teas. I need a meat. I need a protein. I don't want to just eat a cracker. Come on. What are we doing? That's what they feed
1: orphans. It was insane. I was like, I gotta get a pizza, and there was some pushback from her mother. She's like, "What, what are you talking about?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? This is nuts." Now is she boozing? No, they have a, like they have like a margarita. They're like these kind of her sister, and mother, are these kind of ladies that they go have a margarita and they're like, "Woo, I'm tipsy," and then that's uh, it. And Sarah and I are just looking at each other, being like, "You got to be shitting me. I, I drink forty eight <laughs> of those fucking things." Yeah,
0: exactly, man. There's no excess with these people, but maybe that's the key. You know, you always hear intermittent fasting, or I eat one meal a day, and I live to be 500 years old. So I'm like, maybe there's something to the, the, the small meals.
1: Oh, yeah, they're, they're fit as a drum, but great trip. We went way out to Marfa. I mean, this is West Texas, seven hours west of Austin, and, uh, I mean, it's nothing out there. And then you just hit this little town, uh, lots of little artists, but there's still a little COVID cuckoo out there. Uh And this is where I'm so grateful to be in New York, where it was just insane for like six weeks early, Yeah. and now we're kind of like, all right, outside is nothing. No one's getting it outdoors. Everyone's like, you come inside, you wear your mask, you have a few feet apart, yada, yada. But out there, they're a little cuckoo. Oh, yeah. You walk into a place, they're like, just fucking wash your hands right now. Don't touch anything because a bookstore is closed, and this is closed, and that's closed. Interesting. So, yeah, it was a little, little strange, but it's a weird town because there's lots of artists and shit. But then there's also like just poor old West Texas people, like houses with holes in them and shit, and like right. no lawns. There's, there's crazy dogs everywhere. It's like a lot of like. Ugh,
0: oh, this is not appealing to me. That you got the the hot dust dogs, houses with holes in it. I'm out.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> why. So, this is another thing we were kind of going back and forth because. They want to, like, retire out there. They're like, don't you love it? Isn't this sweet? I'm like, there's no hospital. There's fucking two restaurants. Ugh. There's a lot of death. Uh, to me, it was neat. I was like, this is neat four that's days. Neat. But I like some people. I like some yes. trees. I like some life. That, not to
0: mention, that's one of those towns you blow your cousin. Everybody knows about it. You know, you can't fart without uh, the, the pastor knocking on your door and going, hey, you, you left something back here. It's too much.
1: Yeah, it was one of those places. And most places I go, we always talk about them. Like, if I lived here, I, I'd, I'd get... I need a team. I need season tickets to something. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll live in Phoenix. I'll go to Arizona State games. Or if I right. live in Baltimore, I'll be on the Orioles or whatever. Marfa, right. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing here? I mean... Yeah.
0: Well, what do you play? Shit kickers? I mean, I don't even know what, what could you do out there. There's
1: no there's no grass. Well, Big Bend National Park, I'll talk about that. We went there, but even that is two-hour ride. It's a, oh, like yeah. an hour and a half, two hours, um, but spectacular. No so, so we went out there, Big Bend National Park, which is like half the thing is closed, which seems crazy. I'm like, it's outside. They're like, whatever. Someone got COVID there. Who, who knows? Yeah. But uh, we went down there. Beautiful hike. I posted a million photos on my Instagram and just a, a five-mile hike and... Her seventy year old mother hikes the whole hike. Just wow. Out there hiking it up and, Amazing. It was... and it feels
0: it feels like this family is very minimal. You know, it's like small lunch, cracker and cheese. All we need is this town, all we need is a hike. I need a TV, I need a refrigerator, I need a a, a, a cell phone, I need a laptop. I, I don't know, I need things. I wanna I wanna eat a hot dog and an ice cream.
1: They they thought I was crazy. One of the day I got a full pizza for lunch, and I was like, no one else wants anything because we've talked about this before. I don't want to share. No, I got no the share. money. I'll share the money. I'm like, I'll yeah. buy you your own pizza. Right. This pizza's mine. Here, so I here. had to do that. I'm like, no, uh, nobody wants anything. You're sure? And they're like, no, no, we're gonna eat a pair of nuts. And I'm like, yeah. this, okay, <laughs> this don't ask for no crust or a, a nibble. Yes. And I'm not. I'm not. Frugal, I'll buy ten pizzas. Right. But this one is mine. Exactly. You you got me. You're loud and clear. You're you it. Me. it's like
0: the, the gun in uh uh what's that movie? Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket, yes. You have
1: your pizza, but this pizza is mine. Yes, there are many like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh it was cool. One of the coolest things we got to see Javelinas, you familiar with this? Javelinas. No, no. If you javelinas, you got time to clean us. <laughs> um, well, I guess it's a fancy Spanish word for a big wild pig. Ah, I've been with a few of those. <laughs> well, we were driving into Big Bend Park and uh, I had the eyes going and everyone's looking for, you know, bears and rattlesnakes and mountain lions. And I said, what do we got here? We got a little movement. Don't you like being the guy that spots the thing? I love being
0: the spotter. You got the glasses on. You got squinty eyes. You can see a javelina from a mile away.
1: I go, I got some movement here in my periphery. I'm talking like that, like I'm a fighter pilot or something. I'm like, heads up. We got two bogeys, little bit of movement. <laughs> and as you, yeah. you're speeding closer, everyone's like, what is it? Is it this? And I'm like, they're like, it's not anything. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's something. My sensors are going off. And they start screaming javelina. I'm like, I think it's a pig. We had like a little thing. I'm like, those are uh, pigs. And they're like, it's javelinas. And I'm like, I you're fucking have half, half a retarda because that's a pig if I saw one. But I don't know nothing. But I guess it's a big brown wild pig, and they've all ah. been going there for years. They never saw one, so it felt good. Wow. And Did you want to eat it? I'm surprised you've been eating crackers all week. I would have tackled <laughs> that thing. I wanted to fuck it because I'm sitting here with my wife all day, and my, my old granny mother in law is in the next room over. I couldn't even finger myself. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, man. That's tough. 10 hour car ride. You must have been whizzing or holding in a, a
1: urine for about eight hours. It was brutal. That was the other thing with these Talamashes. They don't drink water. They don't pee ever. I mean, how about this? This is another thing. I, I got to do a bit about this because this makes me fucking crazy. These Sarah's done this before, and I, I almost fist fought her. They'll ride in a car five and a half hours. We stopped to piss. Some of them don't get out of the car. That is bananas. I'm good. That's I'm like, crazy. You don't want to stand? No stretch? No fresh <laughs> yeah. air? You're going to get a blood clot. You're gonna, Your legs, you got to move
0: around. you got to circulate, whore. What are you, crazy? I'm with you.
1: Sat in the car. I mean, the, the kookiest thing I ever saw. We went into a Walmart. Uh, Sarah's sister needed sneakers. She forgot her hiking shoes. And I'm like, i got to eat. So I went in there. It was one of those super Walmarts out in the middle of nowhere. They have a grocery store in the Walmart. You can buy a oh, fish. Yeah. You can buy a gun. Yes. Crazy. America. So I saw... And by the way, how about this? Everywhere we went, people were wearing their masks inside. West Texas, you think, like, people are going to have machine guns. They're going to not... Whatever. Masks on everybody. So... Well,
0: I think we've all seen enough videos where, like, Karen gets pulled outside of a Bass Pro Shop and beaten with <laughs> knives, you know, because she wouldn't wear a mask. And she's like, ah, "I'll kill all of you, you know. So I think nobody wants to be on that video.
1: Well, the one... Though I saw one lady and and she was a big power forward for uh, you know, the New York Sparks or whatever. Yeah. And she had crazy blonde afro and she just had no mask, walking around looking angry, and she had a big shirt that said, Come and try to take my gun. Wow. And you're like this, okay, heads up. There's there's that lady. <laughs> there's a javelina. <laughs> yeah. Um but we stopped at Walmart. I bought some bread. I was just making PB and J's in the back seat. I made four of them in a row, just just pounding them. Good for getting, you. I felt a little judged, but what can you do? Um, yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, I don't want to take up too much. I can come back to this. I got some other stuff. I got to hear from you. People want to hear about the drinking, and I'm gonna get 48 tweets saying I hogged the mic here.
0: Well, I still want to hear it because isn't that crazy that you drive 10 hours or whatever and you're still in the same state? It's almost like Texas is its own tri-state area. It's like it's like three states in one.
1: It's insane. I think they all fancy themselves as their own country. It, it yes. feels kind of like its own country. And it does. If I drive from, from my home in Queens to my parents' house, I drive through four states to get there. 200 miles, four states. Right. Not Tejas.
0: There. And by Tejas. the way. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, the Tri-State area of Texas, I guess, is Houston, Austin, Mexico.
1: If... All right, you go. I was just gonna say we drove west, but we weren't even at the port. Like El Paso another four and a half hours away, or some shit.
0: Crazy, crazy. Yeah, Dallas is basically in L.A. It's
1: insane. It's a kooky state, and uh, who knows?
0: All right, I'll. I'll. I'll I want to hear about all this because we're still not even out of uh, Marfa yet. So. uh... You know, te- you know that old joke, like, your girlfriend's so fat, you're over, you're still on her. I feel like that's like Texas. You, the state's so big, you keep going, you're still in it. All right. Uh, first off, did some shows in Indy. I got to say, man, everywhere I go, there's Tuesdays in a, in a, in a manhole up in a tree, uh, in an alleyway, I bump into a Tuesday, he's doing heroin or getting raped. There's Tuesdays everywhere. I go to Target, I go to the post office. They're out there, and they're, they're there's there's peppered all over the country, and I went to, I did a Jewish gig, another like orthodox tassels, whatever you call it, the the yarmulke, the beard, orthodox, (coughs) so it's out in Queens, Forest Hills, and the guy was like, you're doing 20 minutes, clean, 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 like, I was like, well, I did this on Coney's, like, that ain't clean, I'm talking Tonight Show, like, don't say anything crazy. And I was like, all right, all right. It's in a backyard. No women allowed. All men. They don't clap. You have to go up onto the porch and do your set. And, uh, I mean, it was so crazy. It's in Queens. It feels like another country. It's just all these Jews. They're smoking cigars. They hate women. And you go up on the porch, and you just bomb under, a, like, a bug zapper for 20 minutes. <laughs> and, and if you do a joke that goes well, they go... Very good, very good. They don't really laugh. I mean it was tough, but Jesus. Yeah, but it was 20 minutes so I had a watch on. I was just counting the seconds and I got a little dirty because I you know you're bombing so you're, you're like I got to go dirty. I mean I got to save myself here and uh, a lot of shrieks. i of like, oh, oh. And then the guy at the show, he was a nice guy, but he was like, what the hell was that? I told you to keep it clean. I was like, I was dying up there. <laughs> and then he went up. He talked about Temple for uh, an hour and killed. But the reason I bring it up is it's in the backyard. It's in the middle of Deep Queens, and a Tuesday is there. What? Yeah, and he's got the yarmulke on. He's a redheaded Jew, and he's like, hey, we're not all like this. Just, just. Thanks for coming. Sorry about my people, and I was like, no, no,
1: it's fine. It sounds like he infiltrated. He's got red hair. He listens to Tuesdays with Stories. I think he's an imposter who heard about <laughs> you doing some wacky Jew gig, and he bought himself a, a hat and stuck it on there to get in. Is that Maybe, possible? Maybe. But he he was convincing. I mean,
0: he looked he looked Jewy, but there's some there's some headed Jews out there. There's a couple.
1: Sure, I've met a few in my day. He's a unicorn.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a tough gig. Luckily, it was this other Jewish kid, me, and then the, the headliner. So I got to watch what the other kid did, and it sucks because it's almost like Jackie Mason or or like a black comic or a gay comic, where they know all this inside stuff about their people, and I didn't. So you feel so goyish, right? You know, goyish like, man. Yeah, like you see, uh, you see a Jewish guy like a Sam Marill, and you see me, you're like, hey, we're the same. We're both skinny white guys with fluffy hair or whatever. But when you go up there and you, you stand in front of them, you are like, oh, I am not Jewish. I am definitely
1: a different group than you guys. I think they lived it and they got some kind of weird mom thing or something, and I think there's some kind of when you come out of a, a Jewish woman, it's some kind of it smears you with some kind of magic or something.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, you get the chosen placenta. Who knows, but... Either way, I uh, got in trouble for going dirty, but he still paid me, and he's like, hey, if you want some other gigs, let me know, and I was like, yeah, I'll take them, because they pay pretty well, and it's fun to mix it up, you know, like, you're at your home, you jump on a uh, on a uh, Q train, all of a sudden, you're in another land in a backyard of a neighborhood with tiki torches and uh, hummus, <laughs> so that's what's cool about comedy. Next thing, I did Indiana, Indianapolis, great club, great time, great town, Indianapolis, by the way, underrated for their, uh, like, what do you call those? I guess it's the capital. So there's a capital building. There's a park. There's a fountain. There's a big memorial over here. Like, their downtown is just beautiful with, with like, monuments and whatnot.
1: Uh, yeah, I went up in one of them one time. One of them you can go into. Really? Yeah, there's a little thing you can go up there. Oh, all right.
0: So, yeah, I'm walking around downtown. By the way, not a lot of masks going on. The, the bars are open. The restaurants are open. It's crazy. Um, Interesting. I ate in a Qdoba. It was weird. Ah, Qdoba. Yeah. So uh, the shows were fun. Great staff. Like, you know those old school clubs where you go there and the staff, you go out drinking with the staff and they all know each other. And every year you go back, it's the same group. Yes. That's what that club is. And it's kind of like a throwback. It was fun. So hung out with the staff, killer staff, killer club. But Sunday flight, 8.30 a.m., I go, I'm just going to suck it up Sunday, get up early, go to the airport, and get home. Set my alarm for 6.30. And I go, I'm not drinking tonight. Going to take it easy, get a couple hours of sleep before my, my flight. Set my alarm for 6.30. I'm going to get to the airport for 7.30. And, you know, you get there an hour early, 8.30 flight. I wake up. I go, oh, man, it's early, huh? I look at my phone, 7.40. Oh, come on. I was going to get I was going to wake up at 6:30. I I set the alarm and I go, how did I fuck this up? I set it for 6:30 every Thursday.
1: Oh my god. You ever god. have that? Oh my god. No, I don't think I have. I I've done it AM some- PM.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, what did, how did I fuck this up? Was it the AM PM? Was it the snooze? Was it the radio alarm? I set it for 6:30 AM every Thursday morning. Somehow I put on repetitive alarm or whatever the hell I did. So, I'm, you know, when you when you wake up and you basically missed your flight, you have that first thing of like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm going back to bed. I'll find another flight." But then I'm like, "No, it's COVID. It's pandemic. There aren't just flights willy-nilly." No. So, I just go, "I'm going to sh- take a shot." Hit Uber. Uber says, be there in 10 minutes. This is a valuable 10 minutes. So I throw my panties on. I throw my, my, my poodle skirt on. I, I don't even brush my teeth. I run downstairs. I'm just waiting, waiting for the Uber. Finally gets there after like 11 minutes. Now it's 10 or 7.50. Go to the airport. Takes like 10 minutes to get there. Now it's 8. The, the boarding starts at 8.05. Oh, boy. I, I run in. I grab my bag. I go through security. There's three people in line. Thank God for the pandemic. And I run, and I see the lady at the door, like, hitting the thing. Like, we're about to close it. And I slide in, like, first base. I throw her my uh, my, my phone. She goes, beep. And I made it on. <sighs> but, man, it was terrifying. I mean, you missed that flight. You just stuck in India for a year.
1: Yeah, there's one flight a day now from all these cities, major cities. you got to just... Start over the next day and wait till Thursday when your alarm goes off properly.
0: (laughs) I know, but here's the problem. Now I'm like, holy shit, I got an extra hour of sleep. I wonder how much more I could do that. Like, could I get away with that again?
1: Right. Well, there's the old adage, if you've never missed a flight, you spend too much time at the airport. Ah, I like that. Yeah, that's a real right right up your uh, asshole. Speaking of up your asshole and our genitals... We got one more sponsor, if you can believe it. People are really jumping onto the show here. This one is Manscaped. The show is brought to you by Manscaped. Do you have a big hairy bush that needs trimming? I know I do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Get Manscaped. They are the only men's brand dedicated exclusively to blow-the-belt grooming and hygiene. Precision tools for your family jewels, folks. Uh, Manscaping, thats it's not an easy thing to do, obviously. We've all been there. We've all nicked our balls, sliced our oh, yeah. cock, and had blood yep. shooting out of our, our assholes. I mean, y- you don't want it, and you need yep. to have a safe way to trim your, your dick and balls. The engineers at Manscaped are so obsessed with keeping your package clean, they've created optimal ball hair trimming system. It's called the Perfect Package 3.0 mm. Essentials Kit. Featuring the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 love Waterproof. That. It includes wow. an LED light and is made with advanced Sint skin-safe technology. You know about Holy it, Mark. Tell no. them what to do. Tell them how to get one.
0: I mean, I just got to say I love Manscaped, that lawnmower. I just keep it in my, my bag, and I just take it on the road every weekend, and I shave my face, I shave my pubes, I shave my asshole. It's so good, and you can't cut yourself. I know that sounds weird, but, like, I'll try to go rough with it, and you just can't nick. It's so well made. The battery lasts for 20 years. I'm a big fan of these uh, these guys' products. They know what they're doing. Um, so get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code Tuesdays at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. And use the promo code Tuesdays, plural like your balls, for 20% off your first order. And always use the right tools for the job, there you go. I like Thank that airport quote. Yeah, sorry, it's good. I think it's that was stuff. Mark Twain. Uh, all great right, comic. Sorry, I, I <laughs> this improv. One fun thing about Indianapolis, me and uh, the openers, Alex Price uh, and this guy Trent, funny guys. We drove around getting some food, and they were garage sales. Hmm just just you know in the residential areas and i remember thinking like wow that is so nice to see a garage sale i don't see that anymore living in manhattan or or you in queens maybe maybe a stoop sale you'll get but i'm talking front lawn mom daughter son table knickknacks patty wax, give a dog a bone just you know the little cash box they come up here's a nickel for that uh, lamp good stuff very american
1: i love those things every time of the time sarah had an incident she had a, a stoop sale with a friend of hers. They, they teamed up or whatever. It was a collaborative effort. Uh-huh. And they, the, what the other girl, the collaboration broad, she left her shit. She's like, here, you watch my shit. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get us some sandwiches. And while the chick was gone, someone started looking at her jewelry and was like, I'll, I'll take these. And Sarah was like, give me three bucks for them. The girl comes back, and Sarah's like, here's your three bucks. I sold your earrings. And she's like, are you fucking kidding Those were silver. Those were like some super silver, sterling silver, or you know, Joshua silver, whatever the fuck silver. And she's like, "Those were." She's like, "I'm sorry, I don't want to be an asshole here, but those are worth like a hundred bucks. I was gonna sell them for a hundred bucks." And Sarah's like, "Are you serious?" Like, she had that cold sweat, the shakes. You know, she's like, "Are you kidding?" And she's like, "I'm not kidding." She's like, "Those belong to my grandmother. They're from 1944." They were in the Holocaust, and there's silver pancakes or whatever, and yeah. Sarah had to give silver her like dollar. 60 bucks. What? Yeah, so Sarah was just in the hole. She fucked up, but it, the thing was like, well, you got to tell me. If you're going yes. to be the sandwich lady, you got to say, hey, whatever you do, don't sell these fucking swastika earrings because sure. they belong to you know Anne Marie Hitler, whatever his broad's name, Ava Braun.
0: Ava Braun, yeah, wow, that poor Sarah, that's on the other girl. You should have told me, and you shouldn't be hocking that on a stoop. Nobody's going to drop a a hundo on some, you know, Claire's
1: earrings. That's crazy. Yeah, so Sarah ended up selling, like, all of her shit, but still being in the hole, like, 11 Uh, bucks because of these Nazi earrings. Well, when you really dig
0: deep into a stoop sale or a garage sale, what is really to gain? I mean... You gotta clear. If you clear everything out, you'll probably make 300 bucks. Is that necessary? I mean, I guess it's better than nothing. But you just sat out in the in the front lawn for 300 bucks. Like it just feels like a weird number to spend a day on.
1: Well, I guess you're gonna throw the stuff away anyways, ah, and it's yeah, recycled. It lot one person's garbage is another one's gold, or whatever that saying is. Yeah, Swain, that's so a good it- point. It's, it's keeping the shit going, and maybe it's something to do. You hang out, you have a couple cocktails, you eat each other out, and you sell an earring.
0: Ah, all right, you got a point. The, the only, the, the the clinker is that most people who have a stoop sale, if you wait till sundown, they just put it out in the garbage anyway, so you can just, uh,
1: you know, snag it then and head home. But that's the gamble, because you got to keep an eye out. You like Costanza ah. with the suit, because all of a sudden it's... You know, six forty-nine p.m. and then here comes Bozo the Clown to come buy a new wig, and you just lost your wig. Good point. Good point. Yeah, it's a gamble, but so. hey, none, nobody
0: needs any of that shit anyway. What do you need? You need a, you need a like an ice hockey trophy for for a fifth
1: grader. <laughs> well, it might be a good way to adup, adup, abduct. How do you say Ab- it? Abduct. Abduct a kid. Um. <laughs> well, I don't the the marfa trip is one of those things you know you just it, it was beautiful it was fun it was great we were out there we had a nice time we did some hiking had some great meals they shot the movie giant james dean's last ah. movie and they got the big cardboard cutouts out there that's like a big fun thing oh
0: yeah saw that on your your stories or whatever
1: yeah, and then there's a big art installation that you drive out to. It says Marfa Prada, and it's like a Prada mm. store in the middle of the desert that's supposed to be neat or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but here's the weird thing about this town, Marfa. it was beautiful, and I had a great time. But they just, I think we could do this with any town. They're running like a weird racket where they just have like high-end art and clothes stores in the middle of this West Texas town. And it draws uh-huh. people to them. They're like, hey, we're selling a blanket for 900 bucks. Here's a mm. pair of $400 earrings. It's a little strange. Like, I'm from a small town in Mass. I- I'm thinking about just opening an art gallery and a pair of expensive shoes and going, yeah, this is special.
0: Interesting. Yeah, well, there's something interesting about the the expensive stuff being in a small town. It makes it seem it's almost like that nightclub that doesn't have a sign. You know, you're like, we got to go to that one, and then something about buying something expensive in Marfa feels feels wrong, but it, in a naughty way. I don't know. It almost feels like they know something over there. We got to go over there. It's hidden.
1: Yeah, it's a little strange, and there's a, there's a little bit of a small amount of political unrest there because mm-hmm. there's all these Mexican families that live in adobes, and there's all these signs that say like No Quiero Adobe because. Wow. All these people are coming in and buying up these old cement slab houses that these Mexican families lived in. Then they flip them, make them into Airbnbs so hipsters like us can swoop in. Right. And uh, these Mexican guys are going, hey, what the fuck is this? I'm supposed to be... I don't know, doing painting houses or whatever, and you just flipped everything, and now my house houses are like three hundred thousand dollars out there. What? I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. You find like a two hundred thousand dollar house, two hundred twenty-five thousand. There's not even a hospital in the town. There's like three bars. You're you're two and a half hours from the nearest quote-unquote city. You're seven hours from Houston. It's a little yeah, little, little funky.
0: I don't, I don't. Know. This ain't this ain't gelling. Something's up. This feels fishy. <laughs> This feels like a like a like a what do you call that like a runaway town? You got to get to the border quick, or you you know you you diddled a kid in '81, and you got to hide out. You know you want to be off the grid.
1: Yeah, it's a little off the gritty. uh, It's 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 suspicious. It's it's neat though. I mean, I had a great time. I don't want to say like I didn't have a good time, but it's suspect. It's not a place that it didn't grab my heart and fuck my ass.
0: Right, right, that's a t-shirt. Well, Key West has that vibe. You know, Key West, you're like, it's a cute place. Everybody's drunk and having fun, but you're like, you guys all ran over a, a kid in, in in the 90s, and you, you got out of town. That feels Key West feels like a bunch of, like, convicts or, or people escaping Johnny Law.
1: Yeah, outlaws, but at least Key West is... I mean, first of all, they have like a doctor's office, a couple Starbucks, right. you know, a right. hospital, an ER. It's beautiful. It's an island, you know. It's in the Caribbean. There's crazy tourism, and uh, there's songs about it. Marfa. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Marfa. We saw the high school football team play, which was fun. They play six ah. on six because there's nobody fucking lives wow. out there.
0: Wow, crazy. Six on six
1: football. It's
0: that bizarre. bananas. Well, what's the mascot? Adobe. The,
1: the short horns instead of the ah. long horns. They got short oh, horns. That's so cute. There's that. So then it's time to head back. We drive back to Houston, spend a couple of days in Houston at, at Sarah's uh, mother's house, which was nice. Just good living. I love that suburb living.
0: Oh, yeah. It's nice. As a kid who grew up in the city, I'd go to
1: the Burbs, and it was heaven. They got this thing out there called the Green Belt, and it's all these... Bike trails, running trails through through the woods. You can go in and out like miles of them. Yeah, so that's we hop nice. on we hop on bikes. I bought a fucking nine hundred dollar bike down there a few years ago because I didn't have a bike. So we just went and bought the nearest bike, and uh, so we bike all over. We go for runs. It's beautiful, nice living. She's got a backyard, and you you like the heat. I don't mind the heat. I'm like I'm gonna have a cigar out here. It's 125 degrees. It's oh, You hate the heat. You like the cold. I hate the heat. I don't mind the heat. It's 150 out there. And again, this is another thing. They think I'm crazy. Now that I talk about it, I think her mother might think I'm nuts. But I sat out there, had a cigar. I mean, it's 5,000 degrees. I'm pouring sweat, but I miss my steam room. Yes, so I just sat in the backyard, had some cigars. They poked their head out and like, are you all right? What's wrong with you? You fucking, I'm drinking a hot tea. It's
0: 130. <laughs> I love it. I don't know how you do it. I mean, you're, you're inhaling smoke. You got a hot tea and then the the dry Texas sun beaming right on your ball sack. It's, that is not pleasurable to me.
1: Well, I, I liked it. I liked the, uh, well, at that point I needed a little isolation. I liked to, ah, we're isolators. There was a lot of that socializing. I get Yeah, yeah. So then we're coming back Tuesday evening last week, and we got a 659 flight, gets in at 1130, not bad. I like a nice late arrival, no big deal, enough time to get home, put your feet up, watch a film, whatever, watch some TV. Excited to be going home. It's been 10 days, a lot of time gone, ready to get back to my life. Flight 659, same as you. I'm like, we'll go early. I always think, what's the point? of waiting at the house. We're just waiting to leave. We leave early, 5.15. We're there at 5.30. Walk right in. Zero people in front of me in line. Actually zero. Just That's scope nice. right in. Love it. We're sitting there. We board the plane. We're first class. We get on first. Woo-wee. We're the first two on the plane. Big, cushy seats. We got live TV. It's day two of the U.S. Open. I'm watching that. Having a nice time. Great trip. Sharing photos. Yeah. Marvel. And you just think there's nothing going to go wrong now with flights. There's no, there's no we're number 14 for takeoff. Right, there's no right. anything. There's no traffic. I mean, literally, there's one flight a day from Houston to New York. Right. So we're sitting there, and he comes on and just goes, folks, uh, and you know, you're the same. We travel so much. You can hear the tone. You, we yes, know. Yes, bad tone. We know the tone, so he goes, we got a, uh, we got a bit of a uh, technical issue happening here, but uh, we tried to signal to Atlanta, the headquarters. We were hoping they could troubleshoot it there. They can't, so we got a mechanic coming. Hopefully, it's not too big of a deal, and uh, I have a six. Uh, I spotted the javelina. I got a sixth uh. sense. <laughs> tone, Tone Loke. I go, there's a wild pig up my ass here. Something's. this isn't good. And Sarah's like, what? She's got the headphone in. She's like, what do you right. mean? I'm like, we're going to be here for a while. I can tell you that. Oh, so bring
0: up the cheese and crackers.
1: We're watching out the side. There's a van pulls up, a truck. They bring in the mechanics. The mechanic's in the cockpit. He's downstairs. He's underneath. He's up my ass. He fucked my dad. <laughs> and it goes on for about two hours. And then yeah. this moment, the flight attendant, a little guy with the, you know, we all have our masks on. He comes over and he's like, "Beer or wine?" And I said, uh, "I shouldn't do the impression of it's offensive," but <laughs> I says, "Beer or wine?" And I go, uh, uh, good. "What good? Uh, what's what's going on?" And he goes, "What do you mean?" Uh oh! And I'm like, "What do I mean? <laughs> We've been sitting here. The plane's been supposed to leave two hours ago. We haven't had an update in two hours. Like, what do you?" Th- what do you think I'm talking about? Right. Right, these uh, flight attendants is so cunty now. He was such a cunt where I'm like, you know, with the the plane, are we are we leaving? And he's like, I don't know or whatever. He's like, I don't know, I'm waiting to hear also. And mm. I'm like, all right, is it this is unusual to have yeah. an announcement that we have a delay and then two ou- two full hours pass. Right. It made me st- I got anger problems. I wanted to smash his face with the window.
0: I get it. I get it. Yeah, I I think you're completely right and they, they don't have any tact or, or warmth now. You know, there's no like, I know, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out, sir, whatever. It's just like, I don't know, blow me.
1: Well, so then he he went, I, I just hated that he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? What do you <laughs> yeah. think? I'm, I'm asking you on a date. I want to know how your, your fucking parents are. I'm, I'm right. asking about the plane, you fucking nitwit. Exactly. So he. I asked him, he's like, I, I'm not sure. We're waiting to find out. But then. I don't know if this made me angry or happy, but he went straight to the cockpit, and then within like 30 seconds, you hear, hello, folks, this is the uh, pilot speaking. So the flight attendant must have gone, can you make an announcement? Because this guy's being a little bitch. Right. Um, but by the way, there's only six of us on the plane. So the pilot comes on. He's like, the mechanics are working on it. We're hoping to fly tonight. Long story short, another half hour passes. Now it's a two and a half hour delay. The flight attendant comes on. And he goes, folks, we are, they got it fixed. It's uh, we're, we're good to go. So I go, All great. Right. So now I'm like, all right, terrific. Another hour passes. <laughs> one full hour. I could have watched The Godfather 2. Wow, brutal. After he said we're good to go, one hour passes. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I thought we were leaving just then. So wait, what then, time are we at now? What
0: are we at, 11 at night all of a sudden?
1: No, because it was 6.59. So we got, this all started at 6.40. So now uh-huh. I think it's about 9.30 maybe, or maybe oh, it's 10 o'clock or so. Okay. I, my times might be a little bit off because I think it's about just before 10 when he says uh, this. He comes on around 10 p.m. and he says, hey, folks, um, so maybe it's 10. My time's a little screwed up, but he comes on and he goes, folks, good news and bad news. Oh, boy. It's always more bad, by the way. Well, so he goes, good news is we did fix the problem. You are getting to LaGuardia tonight. We're flying right. to LaGuardia. So I'm like, okay, all right. Bad news. LaGuardia is not a 24-hour airport. Uh, they're closed. I've never even what? heard of this in my life. The airport's closed. He's like, we have to wait until they're open. Our new departure time, 1.45 a.m. Uh. So this happens at like 9.50 p.m. So we're like, What? We got a three-hour delay on top of the three or four-hour delay on top of the three hours. Wow. And they're like, you can get off the plane. You can do whatever you want. You can go home and come back. But the f- departure time is now 1.45 a.m. Sarah texts her mom. She's asleep. She's 70 years old eating crackers for lunch. Sure. She's been in bed for, for a half hour already. <laughs> So we get off the plane. How about this, though? There's only six of us on the flight. The flight attendant, one of the flight attendants, a nicer one, he comes up and he goes, hey, I'm going to Taco Bell. Do you guys want anything? Ah, what a guy. Because everything in Houston Airport's closed because nobody's in there. He took his own car to Taco Bell. He took an order like we were in college. Wow. Hey, give me a Bel Grande, weirdo. He's like, what do you guys want? He writes it down. And he's like, if you think of something else, just have him call me. He's like, the the Taco Bell is 45 minutes away. He oh drove 45 minutes to Taco Bell and came back because we have a three hours till the plane leaves. Yeah. So he, he came back. He scooped around. He tossed around some Taco Bell. We had a little taco party in the plane. And <laughs> nice. Finally, we leave at whatever the fuck, 145 a.m. We get wow. in at 620 or some shit. So instead of getting home at 11 p.m., we got home at 630 a.m. Oh, my
0: Lord. Did you snooze on the plane?
1: No, nah, I can't snooze. I tried to snooze. I just sat there with my eyes closed like an asshole. And oh. uh, second flight back. I didn't fly for seven months. Second flight back, seven and a half hour delay.
0: That is unheard of. I mean, it's good you got back, but imagine, why can't that flight ever happen when you're late to the airport? Let's say you were four hours late to the airport. You're like, oh, I'm never making my flight. You would have made it. I know. It's
1: crazy. Good, good point.
0: Ah, Brutal. Taco Bell. Man. And then That's I did tough. this thing.
1: This is where I'm a cunt. I walked by and I was like, "Boy, it's too bad we can't fly to JFK." Like I did it like like they were gonna be like this. <laughs> Wait, what? Like right. they were like we didn't. This guy just had a killer idea. We could go to <laughs> JFK. But the guy's like, "Yeah, it's not that easy." And I'm like, "All right,
0: fuck you." I know. I I try that all the time at the airport. Like, uh, oh, you know, it'd be nice if, uh, oh, that flight's that flight's an hour earlier. It'd be nice if I could just switch it. And the lady's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know what
1: you're trying to do, dick. Let's get out of here." Yeah, you're like, "All right, all right, I tried," but. Anyway, so happy to be back, and uh, it was a great trip, really fun. But now I got to get back into the swing of things here because, well, I guess we're ju- we're just working out here now. Things are happening. So September sixteenth, I'm in Royersford. I'm bringing some friends along. You're not gonna want to miss it. There's gonna be some really strong, good special guests. So come on out, Royersford. Get your tickets early. Yes, uh,
0: I got some dates too. It's all on the uh, the website and. Yeah, I've been doing shows all over New York. A lot of, a lot of Tuesdays are coming out to the, the Tiny Cupboard and the park shows, and the New York Comedy Club is, is bumping. We did four sets last night, all sold out. It was pretty great. Wow. So people want to see some yucks. Um, and let, uh, watch our specials, YouTube, spread the word, spread the cheese, spread the cheeks, and, uh, yeah. Oh, Strangers by the Lake is up, baby. Check oh, it out yeah. on Patreon. Everybody's Everybody's on board.
1: I got a lot of great responses about it already. It's uh, we got a full audio commentary to *Strangers by the Lake* and uh, more queefs coming. We got all the extra episodes in there. The live episodes are all on there. Tons and tons of bonus shit we've done. So, go yes. get on that Patreon. And thanks to everyone that's joined. It's the it's, we're peaking right now. So, keep joining, keep signing up, and go watch a two-hour movie about gay men with us talking over it. I mean, how can you yeah. miss that?
0: And get the movie. I highly recommend getting the movie and watching it synced up like a period 10 seconds in we start you start and we're all on the same anal
1: it's a good time good fun and uh i think that's it thanks everybody george is saying cut it and we love you
0: yeah praise our luck it up and we'll see you in marfa ah!